Another day in real estate with Mitty Matthews from the Arbor Move team, and as always, our very own Clayton Kendrick from Academy Mortgage. We are your realtors, we're your mortgage pros, your teachers and guides on this home buying journey. Welcome to the podcast where we help you fall in love with the process of buying or selling a home. Always bringing you helpful information along with some fun and interesting stories from the real estate world. Remember to subscribe to our channel for your weekly bite of real estate. Good morning, Clayton. Good morning, Minnie. Hey, let's start out with a little bit of uh, news from the market. Um, This week has been horrendous. Homes are going for (laughs) massive amounts over asking price. Yep. Um, We are multiple, multiple offers sitting on this 15 offers apparently here and there. Sometimes that cash buyer comes in and swoops in and takes it for 50000 more, and there is really just nothing you can do about it. So that's fun. Yep. Um, <laughs> we did win one this week, so uh, we're feeling pretty good about it. Um, you and I together, actually. That's right. Yeah, so we've got some happy clients. Who, that's right. Uh, who were heartbroken about three or four times before. Well, that seems to be the trend and yeah. what's going to continue to happen. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and then on our end, uh, rates are still kind of all over the place. Um, up one day, down the next. So um, we'll see what's going to happen. We're not quite sure. Oh, fantastic. Yep. <laughs> I, heard, I heard they were rising up a little bit. Is that what's going on? Yeah, a bit. Um, f- from what I can see, a uh, bit of a weaker economic uh, forecast coupled with what appears to be uh, massive inflation mm-hmm. on the on the near horizon is is kind of affecting things. And um, yeah, there's some some stock sell-offs and mm-hmm. um, the bond market is, is being affected. So we'll see. That's fun to hear. Yep. Um, <laughs> wow. All right. Massive inflation. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So today's, uh, podcast is about down payments. I know this won't be the most exciting thing, but I think what happens is people think, okay, I'm going to run out and get a house. Then they start running numbers because they're ready. They're, they're, uh, they've got their numbers up on their, uh, uh, everything. They think they've got enough saved and then they find out that they just don't quite have what they thought they were supposed to need, or they've talked to a lender and the lender says, yeah, for this price house, we're going to need X amount of dollars. And they're coming up short. And it happens a lot. I mean, people, cause they haven't factored in, you know, there's, there's other things that there's, you know, um, title work. There's, there's other factors that are going to come into play mm-hmm. when it comes to um, owning a house. And you guys are going to want how many months of the mortgage payment in the bank? You mean as far as reserves are concerned? Yeah. Well, that's that's generally um, essentially determined by what we call AUS, Automated mm-hmm. Underwriting System. Um, let's say you've got a client that's kind of on the borderline. Mm-hmm. Um, something like having six months of reserves is is something that can kind of tip the uh, you know tip the scales in our favor. Okay. If you've got a really strong client, you probably don't need. You're not going to need reserves. Okay. Um, but. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's that's something that that always needs to be considered. Is our it's not just the down payment; it's the closing costs. So, like you said, you've got your your title work. Um, you're going to have your escrow setup, which is a pretty significant factor, particularly on on higher end homes, um, where you're uh, where you've got you know really really high taxes. So that's going to be something that that makes a huge difference. Uh, you got tax prorations, uh, which 
is essentially you you know let's most in most municipalities in Michigan taxes are paid in advance, so you, you got to pay somebody back for the taxes that they've already paid for part of the year. Right, there's um, an expense we didn't expect, right? Exactly, mm-hmm. and then yeah, and again back to title work. So yeah, so there's a lot that goes into it that people you know don't really consider, particularly if you're using uh, something like an online calculator through Zillow. Right, it's not going to show you what you're what you're going to need. So that is where uh, somebody like myself needs to come in and and you know put together a true estimate and, and let you know what it's going to look like. Right, what you're going to need. Yep. So these people come up a little bit short. And then they start scrambling because, you know, I mean, coming up with $4,000 isn't the end of the world. It's doable. You know, we got Aunt Betty over there who might uh, (laughs) might swing you a couple thousand. Um, But I think that all the money uh, for the lending needs to be accounted for. Is that correct? It does. We need to be able to source it. Um, And that's kind of the biggest thing and uh, something that uh, that I've seen plenty of is is that. you know, folks may, may, you know, might have what we call mattress money. You know, they've got literally cash lying around <clears throat> thinking that they're going to be able to use it or at the last minute they can toss it into their bank account and then we're going to be able to use that. We can't. So generally speaking, we're going to get two months worth of bank statements or asset statements, whatever we're going to be using uh, to show the cash to close. And if we see any sort of large amount of money is going into that account, an underwriter, of course, is going to say, where did it come from? They're, they're going to need to source it. And different programs have have different guidelines mm-hmm. on what you're going to need to see as far as uh, maybe it's a certain percentage of the loan amount or a certain percentage of somebody's income, uh, you know, what the money's going into the account. Um, but generally, if they see a large, large deposit into the account, they're going to say, well, where did it come from? And if you say, I had it tucked away in my closet, great, you, you, you're not using that money at all now. So would you just say that you could... Generally, you could put that mattress money into your account like three months before you start searching and you're going to be okay. You certainly could. Okay. Yeah. That's a good thing to know. Yep. So if you're out there selling, you know, hot mushrooms or something. That's right. Yeah. At, yeah. at that point in time, it's, it's, it's seasoned money is what, is what we, is what, is what, seasoned is money. what we call oh, it. Yeah. All right. That's yep. nice. And we're not going to, obviously at that point, the underwriter's not going to see a bank statement with those monies going into account. Okay. Um, but that's obviously a conversation that, um, you know, that you need to have with your lender um, and they should be asking you those questions as well. Um, you know, if, if, if you just say, yeah, I've got the money and your lender says, great, that's probably not a great sign. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, They need to be asking, where is it coming from? And, and if you're getting a gift or something of that nature, then uh, there are also some stipulations there as well. Um, for instance, you can get a gift, you can't borrow money. So if mom and dad say, hey, listen, we'll give you $20,000, but here you're signing a contract that states the terms on repayment, you know, don't pass go. You're not collecting two, 200 bucks. That we, that can't happen. Okay. It's got to be a true gift. Gotcha. So let's go over the different types of um, ways that you can get those down payments. Obviously, a gift is one if it's a gift. Sure, if, if it's true gift. Um, and again, same as same applies to, to, you know, the sourcing rules. Um, different programs are going to have different regulations on uh, kind of who it can come from. So can I get a gift from my friend Joe? Uh, well, that depends. <laughs> have you have you known Joe for a significant period of time as you, you know, as, as somebody who's had a major impact on your life? That might work. Uh, if you haven't known. What do you mean by a major impact on my life? Like Joe took me out on his boat three years ago and we've been friends since. Does that work? Uh, probably not. Okay. Probably not. Yeah. Um, you know, aunts, uncles, um, those are kind of gray water okay. right? Uh, for different programs. Uh, cousins usually work. 
Um, obviously, mom and Wait dad. a minute. So I can trust my cousin over my aunt and uncle? You can. Hmm. Come to think of it, I don't think I would. I don't, th- I don't <laughs> think I would either. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, the easiest one, obviously, is mom and dad or a sibling. Okay. You know, that's, that's, that's the best way to go. Um, other than that, um, you can, you know, what we see a lot is, let's say somebody's couple thousand bucks shy or something. Mm-hmm. We might just be waiting for another pay stub to come in mm. and saying, Hey, listen, right when that, you know, right when your check hits your, your account, you know, don't pay any bills yet. Send me that account balance immediately. Then I'm going to be good to go. I can show that underwriter that you've got those funds. And then afterwards, because those funds are at that time cleared, you know, go ahead and make sure you're paying your bills after that. That seems pretty tight. <laughs> well, Hey, that's some, some clients have a ton of dough and some don't. Right. So, and that's, that's kind of the game is, is making sure that we're, we're playing a balancing act of, of getting someone a property and, um, you know, also doing about, you know, going about it in a manner that checks all the boxes that we need to these days. All right. So let's go over a couple scenarios. What if I sold a car? So if you sold a car, that's mm-hmm. fine. Um, but you need to have everything documented. You need okay. to be able to show, you know, the, the title of that car transferring to somebody else. There needs to be, uh, you know, all the paperwork involved. You can't just scribble it on a napkin. You've got to have some official paperwork to show me. Um, and then we also might be looking up the, uh, let's say Kelly blue book value of the vehicle, mm. something like that, you know, cause if you've got a, a 1992 Taurus that you just sold for $42,000, it's a good deal that well, for the seller. Sure. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a great deal. Uh, an underwriter is going to look at that and say, huh, something doesn't look quite right here. Um, so yeah, so that, you, you certainly can sell a car or let's say a tractor or something like that. But again, it's all about documentation. You've got to be able to prove ownership. You've got to be able to show that you've, that you've transferred the title. Um, so if you've got random things around your home and you decide to have a bake sale and you take five grand from that bake sale and you put it into your account, um, probably not going to fly. Right. That's tough. Yeah. But if I were to sell a bunch of little $5 items on eBay, I could probably prove that. Um, you can, well, yeah, cause you're selling it through eBay. Right. So you can, you can show that. And depending on what the items are, you may or may not have to prove ownership beforehand, but, um, the best way to go about it is to probably not put yourself in a scenario where you're selling $5 trinkets on eBay, uh, to buy a house. It's not really my thing. I was right. just asking. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we've learned about some ways. Can you think of any other possible ways that you could harvest some money, um, that would be legit for a. A lender? It's, I mean, it's pretty difficult now. I mean, it's yeah. basically either you've got the, the money or you're getting a gift. Um, what a lot of people do is they end up drawing from retirement. Oh, okay. That's, well, that's that, another source. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty frequently used. Yeah. Um, and the only thing that we would need there is obviously you've got to take those monies from whatever sort of vehicle you've got, put it into your checkings and savings, or have those monies uh, sent directly to the title company. And then we're going to need, um, we're going to need to show the terms and conditions of withdrawal from that account as well. I've actually, with uh, some buyers, I've seen them uh, liquidate some stocks. Is that hard to prove or is that pretty simple also? Not necessarily. So all we do is we're going to show the, you know, whatever fidelity account or whatever it's going to be, we're going to show that balance. Mm -hmm. And then we show the sell off, show those monies being put into their bank account. Cause generally speaking, you're either going to have it wired in or uh, sometimes they'll send you you overnight you a check. Um, And then we just, get an updated balance statement from, you know, again, say a fidelity or, or whatever it is showing that those monies have been liquidated. You're good to go. Good. Fantastic. 
All right, so we've we've gone over everything that we think that you can do. Can you think of things that would be um, that you've seen that are absolute no nos? Basically, anything else uh, <laughs> is, is a no no. Uh, again, you can't borrow money. Okay. Um, so you know, because that's another loan, really. That it's another loan. Yeah, right. And and you cannot ever borrow monies for for a down payment. For a down payment. Um, that is something that I've run into in the past where um, we we see that. Um, that a client has, you know, put in some money into account or something like that. Um, they, people are, are, are pretty tricky about it. Um, the one thing that you certainly can't do is borrow off of a credit card, mm. something like that. You can't take a personal line of credit out. Um, I've had some people do that. And, you know, mm-hmm. the biggest thing that I can say here is that you're never going to get it past your lender. Right. So if you think you're going to outsmart your lender, you're going to outsmart your underwriters. You 100 percent aren't going to do that. Um, we're checking everything. You're you know outside of a, a urine and blood sample, we're going to know everything about what you're mm-hmm. what you're doing and what we you know from a from a loan officer's perspective, we want to make sure that we're getting you to, you to the closing table in the least amount of time and, and kind of the easy easiest way, the path of least resistance. And what that involves is the clients being upfront with us. Right. We can almost always fix the situation, but we can't do it if it's at the 11th hour. We need to know what we're working with. So if you think you're going to sneak it past, you're not. Right. So go ahead and you know, tell your lender what's going on. Hey, I got to figure out a way to get to the closing table, which hopefully you're not having that conversation anyway. Your lender should have made sure that you've already got the assets mm-hmm. taken care of, but let's pretend that that hasn't occurred. You need to talk to your lender right out of the gate and let them know this was the game plan. Um, I was going to borrow monies or whatever. Um, what other options do we have? And then you need to start attacking it immediately, or you're going to end up with some upstate real, you know, upset sellers and real estate agents. Cause you know, now you're two weeks late to the closing table. And as a lender, you don't have an answer as to why. Right. Yeah. I think I have seen a lot of people thinking they can borrow some sort of money to get to the closing table. And that's a, that's the number one. No can do. No can do. No nope. can do. Do not borrow money for your down payment. Right. I think that's the big takeaway today. Yeah, that that in cash. Yeah, you just you just can't do it. Yeah, um, cash and has to be accounted for. Yeah, and that's you know for Which seems so strange because you know we all have a certain amount of cash if it's a hundred dollars or a few thousand dollars. Well, when it when it comes down to it, it's I think that's all Patriot Act stuff. Um, but mm. you know, an underwriter wants to make sure you you just you have to source it. Okay. So sure they, that you could have been saving up out of your paycheck withdrawing a hundred bucks or, or whatever and keeping it in cash money in your closet or whatever you want to, that's fine. Um, but unless we can source it, we just can't use it. Uh, maybe put it in your account three months before you plan to buy, put it in your account. Yeah. Yep. I mean, trust the banks. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I, you know, I've seen it with older generations where they, they still don't trust banking systems and, um, you know, be that as it, as it may, it doesn't work for lending anymore. I just had a client who said, um, I think it was his father that died. And he, uh, he said every kid had different knowledge. One kid knew what everything was worth in the house. And the other kid knew where his father had buried all the money. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Like he literally had a bunch of places on the property and practically a map or at least a a mental picture of where these part. Yeah. What did you say the property address was? I don't have it. Or I'd be digging right now. (laughs) Right. All right, cool. I think that wraps it up today. Um, I think what we're going to do next week is our podcast will be how much you need to put down on a home and why it's going to make a difference. Sure, sounds good. And of course, that'll have everything to do with different lending packages and everything. Absolutely. Um, 
what to put down and how much to put down because I think a lot of people still think it's 20%, but uh, we're going to clear that up for you next week. There we go. Look forward to it. All right. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you, Mitty. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us today. Remember to subscribe to learn a little bit more about real estate every week. Thinking of buying or selling real estate in the Ann Arbor area? Reach out to Clayton Kendrick at Academy Mortgage or me, Mitty Matthews of the Arbor Move team over here at the Moore Group. For your home search needs, head for arbormove.com and find your dream home today.